Do you have lots of ideas, but you never do anything about it? Advice, tips, frameworks, that's all nothing without execution. So join me this week as I chat with Jake Jordan and we talk about how he creates consistent results through accountability and frameworks on The Fanny Dunnigan Show. See you in a few minutes. Welcome everyone to the Fanny Dunnigan Show. My name is Fanny Dunnigan, and every two weeks I come to you with thought leaders, content creators, industry leaders, to have them share their expertise with you and do deep dives over a variety of conversations and topics. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're tuning in from. Thank you for joining me this week. And I so appreciate your time. And um, let's see who is joining us right now. I saw a bunch of folks here. Yolanda, hey, how are you? <laughs> She's saying hi to Jennifer, who is also in the feed. Welcome, Jennifer. So good to see you here. Yolanda is tuning in from cloudy Frisco. Yes, same here. It's a little, it's a little dreary in DFW today, but uh, still a great day. Brayden, uh, former guest, make sure you go and check out the replay of my show with Braden. He is specializes in leadership coaching with a dash of magic. Um, and Rashida, hey Rashida, welcome. Tuning in from just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, girl. So good to see you, Rashida. Thank you for joining. Um, Rashida also works at Delaware Consulting. So shout out to Delaware Consulting, the SAP consulting firm that we both support. Uh, Gihan, hey, Gihan, good to see you. Uh, I hope you got that book that I sent. Gihan was one of our winners from, I think, two weeks ago. Yes, she won Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, who, which is a great book for those that want to get into coaching and consulting. 
And there's Debbie Spitzer. Shout out to Debbie, who actually helps with a lot of post-production for me. And uh, she and I are actually working on a project together. So um, make sure you connect with Debbie Spitzer. She is a education uh, expert and specialist, as well as a great writer. So connect with Debbie. Mary Leone, hey, how are you, Mary? Good to see you. Cameron from New York. Awesome. This is awesome. Awesome. Welcome, everyone. This is going to be a super fun show because I'm going to be joined by a great friend. But in the meantime, before I announce him, I want all of you to network in the comments. Treat this opportunity as a networking event as well. Tell people what your expertise is. Tell people what you do. And then meet others in the comments. I have a fantastic audience who are super friendly and welcoming. So make sure you interact with each other and network. And I challenge all of you to connect with three new people. Uh, that you hadn't met before and um, and network with them. So make three connections in the comments below and please tag any friends that you think would find it worthwhile to join. Um, I ask nothing more than for you to enjoy the show and then share it with your friends. And then I also wanna pull in my amazing community manager and small, uh, Please make sure you connect with her. Hey, Anne, how are you? Hey there, Fanny. Ready for an awesome show with our good friend. Yes, for sure. And we'll make sure that I don't miss any questions or uh, great comments in the feed. So make sure you connect with her. She is what I call the engagement queen. Uh, so see you in the comments. Thank you, Anne. Okay. So... Today's content tip of the week is all around having a target audience. Too often people try to cater to everyone and end up getting no one to buy their products or services. And it is so crucial that you really spend some time defining your target audience. Because when you are specific to who you're serving and when you get a understanding and deep knowledge of exactly who you want to serve, then you're going to be able to target them more, understand their problems, and then offer the appropriate products or services to them. So I have a few things that I want to share with you as to things to consider when you're defining your target audience. Number one, ask yourself, you know, what is the general age group of people that you want to target? Right. For me, a lot of times, you know, I'm I'm in my 40s. And so I feel like I gravitate to people that are my age. Right. Um, so for me, Gen X, Generation X and above are typically my audience and um, and people that I connect with and people that connect to me. So number one, age group. Think of that. Number two, what industry are they in? Right. So for me, I concentrate a lot on people that are in the technology industry, HR, marketing. And so those are kind of like my niches. Right. So ask yourself what industry you want to serve. Number three, who are the roles of these people? Like what are the job titles of these people? What role do they play? For me, a lot of my audience are coaches, consultants and entrepreneurs. So that's kind of my niche, right? So ask yourself, what are the roles of your target audience and job titles of those people? Number four, gender. Um, sometimes, you know, you're just gonna gravitate or other people are gonna gravitate more to you versus another gender. And for me, um, you know, I think it's both, both men and women, um, you know, typically for my clients. Um, so I'd say it's about 50-50, though lately this last year, I've been getting a lot more female clients than met, uh, male clients. But uh, but just have a think about that. There are people that target a certain um, gender versus another, and that's totally okay um, when you're trying to serve certain clients. And then geography. Ask yourself, like, is there a certain geographical region you want to uh, serve? For me, for a long time, I... Um, 
I basically serve the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And um, those are the bulk of my connections. A lot of you in my audience is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So, you know, be specific about it. Um, and, and I think when you're, the more specific you are, the more you'll make an impact. And uh, so those are the five things to think about when you're defining your target audience, age group, industry, roles, gender, and geography. Uh, that's not an exhaustive list, but I thought I'd share those with you to get you started. And that's my content tip of the week. For any other content tips, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. There are now over 30 content tips there, all for free, all for you to kind of watch and gain insights and advice and tips on. And uh, all I ask is that you hit that subscribe button and uh, to get the latest updates. Okay. And then a little quote of the week for you. This week, I was, um, I'm a big fan of Mind Valley, which does a lot of um, business programs, as well as self development programs, um, fitness programs, spiritual journey programs, all kinds of programs. And I was doing a course with Michael Beckwith, who is a amazing um, spiritual leader that uh, that talks a lot about like finding your life's purpose and your life's vision. And um, I thought, and in the midst of his discussion, he talked about gratitude. And for me, I think that's the most important thing we can ever do every day is to have a gratitude practice. So I thought I'd share this quote with you, the graciousness of gratitude it's an attitude that takes you to a higher altitude. <laughs> I realize I spelled that wrong. It should be to a higher altitude. <laughs> so typo there. But the quote is the graciousness of gratitude. It's an attitude that takes you to a higher altitude. So I think every day, um, if nothing else, in the midst of your entrepreneurship journey, in the midst of your job search journey, practice gratitude um, I'm thankful to be able to have another day to create, to be able to have another day to come live and spend time with you and share ideas and build networks and build community with you. So thank you for that. And if you could pause and maybe drop into the comments, what are you thankful for today? And uh, let me know. I'd love to see that. So practice gratitude and let me know in the comments, what are you thankful for today? Okay, doke. Um, look at that. I love it. I love all these people connecting and interacting in the comments. So please go in there and, uh, and make sure you connect with folks in the audience. Ah, Suzanne. You're welcome, Suzanne. I don't think I've, uh, you're, I, I believe you're new here. I love it. I am seeking God's will in what my next career step will be. Shout out to Anne Small. Thank you for joining us, Suzanne. I love it. Um, and then we have Cameron <laughs> from New York. What's going on, everyone? Rainy here in New York. Ooh, we started a food diary so I can lose weight ahead of an April 29th photo shoot photo shoot with Diane Wazercher. Sorry, I'm totally mispronouncing that, Cameron. Exciting. That's awesome. Yes, food diaries. Uh, speaking of exercise and food diaries, I think a lot of that a lot of times comes down to creating great habits. And that's going to be the topic of today. Um, we're going to talk all about how to create consistent results through accountability and frameworks. And joining me is a dear, dear friend and longtime connection, Jake Jordan. Jake, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Fanny? 
I'm awesome. He is the founder of Impact Over Attention and Chief Clarity Officer at Quick Growth. And I, Jake, I just want to read your bio to those people that don't know you, the small group of people that don't know you. Um, he has spent 10 years as Chief Marketing Officer for ad agencies in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He left that world and took the experiences from working with big brands into the cause-driven arena instead. He now coaches leaders of corporations with a cause on how to do two things extremely well, create simple and compelling messages and create strong accountability and frameworks and priorities. He also creates movements in the for-purpose space to draw awareness to the fact that increasing impact in immediate circles will always be more useful than chasing attention. Uh, yes, and hence his brand, Impact Over Attention, right? Uh, he is also a certified business coach through Business Made Simple University and a popular podcast host with over 5 million views on his uh, Unlearn show with a variety of folks that are, that are also amazing. So Jake, welcome. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited to be here because number one, it's a great show. I watch it. And then number two, you're one of my favorite people. So I'm oh, happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Cause like we, you and I met probably, I'd say almost three years ago, right? When yeah. it was in the midst of like LinkedIn locals, for those that don't know, LinkedIn locals were like these meet your online connections offline and in person. And so I got to meet like Jake and a whole variety of content creators back in three years ago. Um, and then we just became great friends. But uh, tell people about your journey. Yeah, we, so you and I came up together, um, LinkedIn 2017, 2018, whenever that was, when they first decided to allow video in the feed. Uh, and we were some of the very, very first uh, content creators there. So we, we crossed there. Um, I am a lifelong entrepreneur. Um, I was part of a family business for a, a good deal of time where we were flipping houses before everyone had a TV show about it. <laughs> like there was no TV shows about it when we were doing it uh, and, and spent um, uh, five, six years um, as the marketing part of that business and then transitioned into ad agency where I did get to work with some really cool people, some really cool brands and organizations. Um, and then as you do, as you approach midlife <laughs> about your legacy and what you're leaving behind and what your real passions and strengths are. Yes. And that led me to uh, want to be a business coach full time. And uh, I did a lot of business coaching as a CMO uh, in, mm -hmm. in big rooms, really. Um, and I just always lit up when those opportunities were available. So that's yeah. how I ended up um, starting Impact Over Attention. And that's that's my uh, it's my personal brand. That's uh, what's what I my mantra in life, um, because I, I am someone who cares about empowering and equipping the cost driven. So that gets me to where we are here today. Tell me about your tagline and your brand, Jake. Why? Why impact over attention? What does that mean? Well, it started from a, a bit of a selfish spot that I really just was tired of chasing all the new platforms that were coming online um, and all the different ways you could, could gain attention. And I was really just burnt out uh, on, on having to figure out, all right, what's the next algorithm I got to figure out? What's the next new social media platform I got to get on and, and add content to where I got to show up every day and just and get all this attention. And so I was like, yeah, there's got to be a better way to do this, right? There's There's got to be like, I know if you really try and focus on helping people that that gets attention too. Uh, and, and then, as I said, as, as I was, you know, hit the midlife, hit the 40 and was thinking about different things. I was like, you know what, if, if I could only do a couple things every day, it would involve helping other people have a big impact, like in their life and in their circles. And lo and behold, if you go and look at what most of lasting attention comes from big, impactful things in the world, it comes from impact. So I, I just kind of decided to rewire the way that I, I think about things and, and market myself to go, if I can make somebody else look good, if I can help someone else make a big impact, that's the type of attention I want to get anyway. Uh, and it turns out it's a great way to get your name out there. Absolutely. One of the things I love about talking with you, Jake, is like 
even your title, right? Chief Clarity Officer, right? You you have this way of like trying to help people or you do help people drill down to the core of their message and core of their brand, mm -hmm. right? Like tell me what it's, what a role of a Chief Clarity Officer is. Well, we picked our titles, so I did pick that title. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, it's it's a hard thing to describe when you're talking about your own skill sets and own, own strengths all the time. But I, I went through this exercise probably seven years ago where someone asked me to go ask all my best friends and acquaintances what I'm best at. Like, just just go ask, hey, what if you were to trust me with $10,000 and knowing that this activity is the one that you have to do for me? What would I trust my ten grand with? Like, uh, how can I? How, how can I know? And so, what, what you find out is, if you ask 10, 20, 50, 100 people, you really get two or three things that everyone kind of um, knows you for. And a lot of times, you don't really even know that that's what people know you for because you're not in the business of asking people, "Hey, what am I good at?" You know. Yeah. Um, and and that's where it came back to Jake. You just do such a good job of making complex things simple and clear, mm -hmm. uh, and that that kept just kept showing up. And so I decided to, to own that uh, as, as a trait that, that's marketable because if you can put that in front of the right people, that's really, really valuable. So true. And you also, I swear, like, I feel like you've read every habit book, <laughs> accountability framework there is out there and, and mm -hmm. that you've kind of developed a passion for you know, the study almost and the research of creating consistent habits and accountability. Where did this passion come from? Well, it's true. I am a huge <laughs> habits and productivity nerd. And really, it came out of, um, you know, what's the, the quote that um, necessity is the mother of invention? Uh, I am a, a massive mess of a person. Like I am ADD, I'm distracted so easily. Um, I'm a futurist. I love to think about cool things in the future. Um, I love to sit and just have conversations about ideas. Um, and it's hard to get things done if you let that take over your life. And so, I, I mean, I became my first client, really. I, I decided that there had to be ways that I could still really enjoy the freedom of having the type of mind that I did but turn it into something that was disciplined and that could actually accomplish things. And where that really came to play specifically was when I went into ad agency and there's deadlines all the time and there's people that have really high expectations that if you don't get to, to places quickly, you don't have a job or you lose clients and um, nobody likes to get fired by a client. And the juggling, right? Yeah, Always juggling, like yeah, one priority yeah. here, one priority there, like all over the place. Um, yeah. Yeah. So but I as a decided, result, yeah. Oh, the priorities ahead. became really my passion. Priorities is like it's the center of all that stuff. You talk about productivity and you know habits and all sorts of stuff. At the end of the day, I had to find out what my priorities were and what I really cared about and how I could spend more time on those. Absolutely. And with multiple priorities, then comes the challenge of trying to be consistent mm -hmm. and have consistent results. Right. In, in any ever area of our lives. Right. We have in the audience, coaches, consultants, corporate professionals. We're juggling multiple priorities. And what do you see as kind of like the top challenges for people to to kind of have that consistent results and to have that, you know, maintain the consistency even? What, what kind of problems do you see people having? Yeah, well, the word's consistency. <laughs> <laughs> You, you went all the way around it. Uh, uh, most of us are not consistent enough around the things that we really It's care hard. About. Yep. Yes. That's where it comes down to. It's we just don't. And I believe it's because we don't build systems. We don't build mm -hmm. systems for ourselves. We rely. Um, I, I can only speak for myself, right? But like, I think we're, we're arrogant in, in nature. We, we all think we're pretty good at something. We all think I got that part figured out at least. I mean, I can, you know, I can do that. We, especially people who are, are smart, clever, like we think we can outthink every system, every process that we can make it better. We can mm. you know, need to write it down. I'll remember, you know, there's so many little things that we lie to ourselves about um, that aren't necessary. Like I literally yeah. have lists that I pull up when I start my podcast, right? When I do my show, I have eight things that are on my list that I know, but guess what? I have a list up and I go check them off 
to make yeah. sure they get done. And when I started that mentality, I, I, I just noticed that I had more time to think about and do the things that I wanted to do. Um, and the things that I wa was doing were of higher quality. Um, mm. I care very much about excellence. Um, so people just, I, I don't know, we seem to fight systems and I'm not sure why that is because we're all involved in a system of some sort. I'm curious for those of you in the audience, what are your challenges? What is the toughest thing about creating consistent results in your career and your life? I'd love to hear that. And I'm sure Jake would too. And then we can dive deeper into some of that. So let us know in the comments, what is the top problems or challenges that you have with delivering consistent results? Fanny? Now for yeah. me, <laughs> oh, you're gonna ask me, right? Yeah, yeah, while we're waiting, what's yours? Yes, keep so. Actually, for those of you out there, I actually went through uh, twice uh, Jake's program and um, and we'll get into a little bit of that. But for me, I think, yes, the challenge of having consistent results is um, I think for me, they're all the priorities, right? And then um, I think one of the things that I kind of learned through being in your group was there's my urgent and important tasks. And then there's my not urgent, but still important tasks. Mm -hmm. And, and the not urgent, but important are actually the things I'm most passionate about, like creating an online course, like, <laughs> you know, fixing my website and all that, right. And, and, but I, I, I leave it to the last thing on my to do list, because it's not urgent. Um, yeah, but then right. I kind of like end up not pushing my business as far as it can go because I'm so busy, like serving my clients and all that. And that's fine. And, you know, those are priorities, but, but at the same time, like for the long-term view, my struggle has always been like not putting a priority on my non-urgent, but important tasks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I hate when, when people talk and like, big 30,000 feet stuff, like real meta, but like one, I think one of the people's worst priorities is not picking priorities, right? Because it's like when you said earlier, right? When you have a target audience, when you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. Well, when mm -hmm. everything's a priority, nothing's a priority, yeah. right? Priority is a powerful word when you use it, how it's actually meant to, to be used. Mm -hmm. And then um, Gihan really liked your trick of, uh, she says, I hadn't thought to try something like asking people what they'd hire me for, mm -hmm. only the words to describe us. So mm -hmm. good stuff. Yes, yes. Like, and I think Gihan is actually starting up a business. Yeah. Um, she's going to go out independent. And wouldn't you say that's a great way to start is, is oh to ask God. people? Yeah, like tech companies, you know this, Fanny, they have MVPs, right? They have a minimum viable product that they bring to market based on a need. And then they ask, <clears throat> hey, what are we missing? What do we need? What else would you like? Mm -hmm. um, so anytime you're starting a business, know who your target audience is, like like Fanny said, so that you can ask them this question. I like what Carrie Styles says. She says, uh, one of the challenges is not keeping track of something that was fully done, so then to replicate mm -hmm. it, right? Yeah. That repetition, like we have so many re repetitive tasks. Mm -hmm. um, talk about that side of things. Like what's the best way to handle repetitive tasks? Yeah, well, it's funny. We talk about automation a lot, but not a lot of us use it in the areas that we should be using it in. Like we think of, oh, I need to hire a VA to, to do all these calls for me. And that's, that's great, but unless it's a priority, then you probably shouldn't spend money to, to have someone else do it for you. So um, I think what, what Carrie mentioned is actually one of the best things you can do for yourself is just go make a, a list of things that you do every week and see if you have written it down and put it in a, in a, a, an order so that you can just go check it off and get it done. Because you know a lot of the things that, that happen when people get in my groups is the thing that comes out is they go, gosh, I just feel like I have so much more mental space now to do the things I need to do. Uh, you know, you have all the tips and tricks and all those things, but when you clear your brain of kind of some of that, oh, how do I do this? Or, oh, where's this at? It's a, it's aggregate. It's amazing. When you just knock off three or four or five things of your list every day, mm. you feel free to, to think. <laughs> yeah. And actually diving into that a little deeper, mm -hmm. you just made me think of something. It's true. Like from, 
our to-do lists, mm-hmm. that becomes the process that we take throughout the day, doesn't it? It is. Like, <laughs> yeah, system, I never thought of that. Yeah. yeah. You're in a system. It's just a bad system or a good system. Right. But okay. if we can replicate like the the five items that keep on popping up on our to-do list, then that's a system. That's a process that we can just kind of like automate or you know, get somebody else to do if it's something that, that just repeats, right? And what's funny too, right, is you can't hire someone to do something for you until you've built out a process that they can replicate. Mm-hmm. So you need to do it anyway. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie's like, yes, a brain dump. A huge brain dump. <laughs> yep. um, Anne, our dear Anne, mm-hmm. her biggest problem is putting tasks down in time slots ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I would be so much more productive and not so exhausted. Yes, that would be me too. Like what <laughs> What would you suggest for something like that? Man, I don't know because people, some people just fight calendars and, and, and some people just fight um, time. Um, I'm blanking on that, time blocking. Mm. Uh, and I did for years. I did for a long, long time, to be honest, probably seven or eight years. Um, it's one of those things, just do what your mom told you. Like go, go put away the trash so you can get to the good stuff. Like that sort of stuff. Like it is, you don't have to schedule your entire day. Go put three blocks in your schedule every day. Mm. Where you're going to do your three most important things. And just, this is my hour. Leave me alone. Right. And it, even if you have to start with one of those a day, just take an hour. And um, Lila Smith, one of our good friends, yes. um, she said that's one of the best things she got from the group. As I said, mm. Lila, this is your day. Own it. Go take an hour. And it's mm-hmm. yours until everyone to just back off and surprise all of a sudden she wanted two of that, three of that, four of that, five of that. It's like, yeah. Oh, that's what time blocking is. <laughs> I'm yeah. my hour for this. I love so it. If you think of it more of like you taking control of your day, not mm-hmm. giving it to a calendar. No, I'm yeah. taking it. And here's what's mm. going to happen. Yes. It's, it's to me, it's a mind shift. Being very intentional, mm-hmm. right. Instead of reactive. Yep. Yeah. Well, speaking of groups, one of your great offerings, and I've taken advantage of it and, you know, been a part of it, is having an accountability group, right? Why is it so important to have people to be accountable to and, and to be in a group to to do that? What yeah, benefits? Well, you, unless you have people that are, are you've asked to, to make you accountable to things, which you have is a dream or a hobby. You just do because we can fool ourselves into and out of anything we want. We are the the best at lying to ourselves. And so when, you know, I always talk about accountability being something that you invite into your life. And when accountability is invited, it becomes super, super powerful. Um, And, and we all know we're all part of groups of some part that keep us accountable, right? Like I'm a Christian. I go to church. I know if I don't show up for church, people at church are going to say, where were you, Jake? You know, that sort of thing. That's a simple way to think of, um, you know, an everyday thing in your life. Um, sports, when you show up, you have teammates. If you if you skip practice, people are going to ask you why you weren't at practice, right? So it, it's like every other area of your life. Um, you have a family unit. You have a business unit. You have all sorts of ways that you do it. But once again, this is about being intentional and deliberate with what you want with your life. If you reach out to people and say, hey, are you interested in doing something amazing in your next 30 days. Um, great. I am too. Why don't we just like say hi every day and say, how'd you do? Mm. That's it. That alone creates this level of, of power that you didn't have before because you are yeah. deliberately saying each day, I want to do something today with this thing. Yeah. And I know for me, like I, I definitely feel <laughs> whether it's a strength or a weakness, I definitely feel more accountable to others than myself sometimes. Um, and maybe it's part of that, like just, um, you know, wanting to meet people's expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know, so as a result, I got more done when I was in an accountability group yeah. versus not, because in a way I kind of like had to report back <laughs> to yeah. the group. And because I knew I had to report back, I would then kind of just get things done. Well, you find a great group too. You like to, yeah. like, we celebrate each other. We, yes. we give each other high fives. We give each other, and, and then we are empathetic. 
You know, we it's okay to fail, especially I love it when you find an accountability group that really syncs with you because you even like going back when you fail because you yeah. know you're going to get support and love and encouragement. Absolutely. Braden in the comments says his he's a big fan of timers. Yeah. Ah, what do you think about timers, Jake? Those are good. Um, I I have used Pomodoro timers, um, but what I, is that? A Pomodoro timer that that is a, a concept, Pomodoro, um, and they made it into a timer. But it's basically there's some science around how long your brain can go before it needs a rest, and so they oh. built a timer that it gives you that amount of time. But there's actually science to show that everybody's brain has different levels of stamina throughout the day. Um, I happen to be someone with low stamina, um, but John, I used to do a podcast with him, has very, very high stamina. And all that means is the amount of time that your brain can stay at like near peak before uh, you need a break. Um, and I am very, um, I burn very hot for a short amount of time. So I can move mountains in 25, 25 minutes. Whereas John could work six hours and just steady trod, steady trod, steady trod. Mm. So that's why I didn't end up using the Pomodoro timer because I really need a break about every 20 minutes. And it, mm. it may just be 60 seconds, honestly, but. Um, so know, know yourself, basically. Know yourself, yeah. know yeah. thyself. For me, I mean, like, it takes me a little while to get going, especially if it's like a creative task. Like mm -hmm. if I have to create presentation slides for a whole workshop or something, or yeah. a one hour speaking engagement, then I have to like, it takes me probably 15 minutes just to get in the zone. But mm -hmm. then once I'm in it, like, don't bug me because <laughs> yeah. I can be in it for like two hours and still be, still be yeah. good. But it's yeah. that initial like hump. Like, yeah. I have to get past well, Brayden is right. And it's kind of to what you're, you're saying here. It, you need an amount of time to get into a state. You, you know, he says flow state. Yeah. Um, you do need an extended period of time. Uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport is a great book. Um, where he talks about that the winners of the future, and he wrote this, what, 10 years ago? It's, I think it's now, um, are people who can commit to extended periods of deep work to get big problems fixed. Uh, and so what I do is I stack mine, because if I need 20 minutes, I will still put an hour and a half on, on my calendar, but I'll just know I get probably three breaks in there to just shake off, you know, kind of reset my head, grab a drink of water, get back in. But it's still my 90 minutes, right? And, and yeah. that's how you get and stay in, in flow is that, that commitment. Mm. I like this comment. I, I want to get your thoughts on this, Jake. G says, um, any reasonable, messy, even slow action is better than no action. What do you think about that? Of course. It's, it's the whole progress is better than perfection. It's kind of the same idea, right? Um, mm -hmm. I would rather... Uh, and this is something maybe I'm just getting older and I, I just m I'm moving slower, who knows? But, you know, I used to like when I checked off 25 things on, on a to-do list in the day, I would be so happy with myself. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually see that as a loss now. Like, mm. really? Um, I want to check, check off five things that mm. are really important to me. That is such mm. a bigger win to me. So that kind of slow, messy, you know, kind of reasonable task that I'm actually vibing with that. I like that. Mm. Love it. Jennifer says, I try to maintain a to-do list daily. Yeah. I mean, whatever works, right? Whatever suits your unique talents, mm -hmm. right? And then, um, so I so, do want to, oh, go ahead. I guess, Jennifer, have you ever tried a to-don't list? Ooh. Because we have lots and lots and lots of things that can make it onto our to-do lists. And a lot of times we need to-don't lists. So just something to think about. So for you, Jake, like, what do you think? And, and let us know in the uh, comments any questions you have for Jake, because this is like you're, you're literally getting a library. Like this guy has so many frameworks and great books in his head. Like pick his brain while you can. Um, but while we get those questions, you have three tips that you have to create consistent habits. What would those be? Uh, I would say... Um, know the reason why you're doing what you're doing. Have a purpose. So know why am I showing up? It goes back to that um, urgent versus important, uh, you know, framework that you were talking about earlier. Um, and, and if you know what what the reason you show up is, then you're more likely to do the work because it's hard to sh not to show up and be like, I, I I guess I'm supposed to do this for a client, or I don't remember why I have this Zoom meeting on my calendar, or I did, you know, all the different things that come across your desk. Number one's know the purpose of the work. Uh, number two is have a plan. 
make sure that when you when you show up, you have a plan because you won't get into the flow state if you spend the first 20, 25, 30 minutes working together what you're going to do and where my things are and how things are supposed to go. No, um, have a plan for how you're going to do what you're going to do, which is why those lists we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. knowing how something works and having it already written down allows you to jump in quicker because you have a plan. And then number three is have a posse, have a people group. <laughs> Make sure that, that you have people that you can count on to help you out, right? Because if you get stuck, one of the biggest things we do is spend hours and hours trying to figure things out that we don't need to figure out by ourselves. It's one of my favorite things about our groups is if I had a question, I just I just go in and ask, right? And people are going to point me to a resource or they're going to answer it themselves. Um, I saw um, Braden had a question earlier that kind of fits in here nicely. Is it this are, one? Yeah. What are some more signs of self-decession for entrepreneurs? If mm -hmm. you are feeling like you're having to solve for, for too much, you're deceiving mm -hmm. yourself. You don't need to solve everything in your business. That's deception. That's Say that again, Jake, because I that's really, really critical because yes, and I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Like I try <laughs> to figure it out on my own and then I just spin, right? Yep. Say that again. Absolutely. So you don't have to figure everything out in your business. That is self-deception. Um, and I believe, I don't know if you've ever heard the, the farmer mentality of, I'd rather have a dumb farmer than a smart business owner because a dumb farmer shows up with a system that works and works over and over and over and he just does the work. So you know there's gonna be consistent output of crop there, right? Whereas a smart business owner is gonna show up and try and outthink everybody, including themselves, and you'll have inconsistent results. So it's better to be dumb in a system than smart, and not in a system. <laughs> Better to be dumb in a system and smart and not have a system. Yeah, smart, I smart love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes, that's true. It really is. Even for my show, like I, you know, I prep and now I have like, like an agenda basically mm -hmm. that I always follow. Um, and then I chat with the guest and, and I do find that um, even for me, like just, having moving my show from every week to every two weeks mm -hmm. uh, as you know, the content creator in me was like, Oh my gosh, like I can't, I'm, I'm now having less shows and, you know, but, mm -hmm. and people aren't going to show up, but, but that's just my head. What it ended up doing is like, it opened up all this space and I feel like I can do a deeper dive with the guests and really understand the guests before we go live together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to say there's something else popped to mind on Brayden's question because that's a fantastic question because if we're thinking about Brayden's awesome by the by the way you two need to connect if you haven't already <laughs> we, we, we connected but we haven't actually talked yet so yeah. I, I can't wait to talk to him some more. Um, I was going to say that uh, th there's a lot of deception around how much time you have in a day that you talk to yourself about. So I'm not I don't in any way knocking what you just said about taking it back um, to two, once every two weeks versus one week because that's a decision based on your priorities not based on your time, right? But we lie to ourselves each and every day, every one of us, about I don't have time for that. And something that my dad always said was, you choose not to have time for that. Mm. And that stuck in the worst way growing up. I hated that because I'd be like, I don't have time. He's like, you're choosing not to have time. Like, no, I don't have time. <laughs> um, but as a business owner, it becomes really stark when you know you're not getting paid. Uh, you're chasing clients, you're um, all over social media, nothing's happening for you. Like all of a sudden you're like, gosh, what should I be spending time on? And, and it's not this. Yeah. Jason Hopper really likes your uh, to don't list, right? Isn't that brilliant, Jason? Yes, I agree. Uh, Sean Joe is talking about journaling. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about journaling? I tried it. It's just not something that's that, that works for me real well. Um, I prefer to um, meditate. I mm -hmm. prefer to pray. Do uh, quiet time out in nature. Those are the mm -hmm. things that, that journaling does for other people that, that yeah. those do for me. Yeah. But I do I, find yeah. that um, when I was younger, I journaled more. And then I think now for me, I just do a quick like what I talked about in my quote of the day, like just I do a quick gratitude practice, like mm -hmm. three things that I'm grateful for this morning, three things that I'm grateful for at the end of the day. Um, and that grounds me, especially the end of the day one, because I'm usually like running through my to-do list in my head by the end of the day. 
like, no. And I have to like, just be thankful for, for all that I did accomplish mm-hmm. and not beat myself up for all that I didn't accomplish. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And I like the gratitude as a great way to start the, your attitude for the day. Right. And then I like to go into prayer, meditation, things like that to clear my mind of all the anxiety that's already mm-hmm. sitting there when the day starts of, Oh, yes. this is coming. I got to do this. Can be ready for this. Just clear the deck. Mm-hmm. Just be, be centered, be quiet, and then go mm-hmm. back to your list. This is just important. This is what I'm going to do today. So what about when we get stuck, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times, especially as entrepreneurs even, right? Like um, we, we do, 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 and then we hit a wall and we get stuck and we just can't move forward and we can't scale. Like at that point, what do we do? Yeah, I map that back to those three P's that we talked about earlier, the three tips. Um, when you know the purpose of what you're doing, it's it's a little bit easier actually to get unstuck. And I think a lot of times we forget, you know, on our big things, we go, oh, this is this is a big deal for us. And this is why we're doing it. It's so important. But some of the smaller stuff like the projects we do from a week to week basis and things like that, we don't assign value uh, of it laddering up to a big purposeful event in our life. Which is why if you ever read like, you know, the 12 week year or or any sort of those type of books that tell you, you know, the reason quarterly planning works so well is it gives you the time for multiple check ins. You know, it gives you a monthly check in, it gives you a weekly check in, it gives you a daily check in. Mm-hmm. And if you're mapping back to 90 days, then you go, oh, I know why, why I'm doing this, because this, this maps to my my quarterly goal. Um, and, mm-hmm. and one of the big misses we get is a lot of times we just map to revenue. I need five new clients by the yeah. end of 90 days. I need 10,000 in the bank every month for the next 90 days. I, those are lagging indicators for anybody who's read uh, the four disciplines of execution. Those are lagging. Those have already happened. That's, that's how you measure what you did. But when you are using leading indicators, these are the things that I know that I can do today that will get me to lagging indicators that I want. That's number two. It's the plan. Right. That's the second tip plan. That's how you get unstuck because you go, are the activities I'm doing today taking me where I want to go? Well, let's look at the last week. It didn't do it. Why? I need to adjust my plan or I just didn't do it. (laughs) Right. Um, Which leads to number three. You got to have people that will keep you accountable so that your excuse is never I didn't do the work. It's it wasn't working for some reason. Let's figure this out. And it's important to me because I have a purpose. This is this is important to me. And I have a plan, so help me, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in that system, you'll always get unstuck. It may take longer, certain times, but you'll always get there. Well, it's also why, like, I'm a big believer in hiring coaches, right? I mean, I coach people on content, but I also hire coaches to help me, right? Because they see yeah. things yeah. that I just can't see. Like, all I see is this. And a coach or a consultant sees it so much more broadly, just depending on whatever expertise it is. And, and, and I do find that the older I get, the more it's like, just double down on our strengths and then hire for a weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? and, and you know what's really freeing is if you double down on your strengths and you have priorities, you don't even have to hire people a lot of times. You're just mm-hmm. dropping that weight. And you don't think it is until you drop it. And you don't realize you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even need that. Yes. So it, when you get there, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah, it's so yes. amazing. It feels so good. Well, I, I love shout out to Cecilia. I think Cecilia is coming yes. to us from Canada. So, uh, woohoo, Canada! She says we shouldn't have too many items to tackle on a day to day. A good question to ask is, if I don't get this done today, will someone get fired, or will you lose a client? Right. Many of us are to-do junkies. Know oh, thyself. Yeah. Preach. Preach. Right? To-do junkies we are. <laughs> what would you add to that? Um, if you go back to that, <clears throat> sorry, I've been sick for a few days. So um, the impa- the uh, important versus urgent quadrant, um, I was going to pull that up if, if you didn't have it. Um, Please. Yeah. Here, I'm I'll sorry. stop. If you have that. I'll get there quickly because it's all over the place. 
No worries. I'm just going to pull up some of the comments we're getting. So from Braden for creatives on the call doing morning pages from Julia Cameron, the artist way is a good practice. I keep on hearing about the artist way. I have to buy this book. Um, yes. And then another LinkedIn user says meditation connecting to nature. It's been so helpful in clearing my mind and reducing stress. Yes. Yep. I know. Same thing. Same thing. Jennifer, importance of having gratitude. Um, and uh, <laughs> yes, Braden says revenue measurement has an infinite end where the 90 day focus on a finite end is very helpful. Yes. Right. Did you find it, Jake? I did. I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So could I, yeah. I'm assuming I can share now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Try that. There we go. Share screen. And we go. You got it? Can you see that? There we go. Yep. Okay. So this is an old school. Uh, this is, I think this is a 70s thing. I think Zig Ziglar maybe was who brought it on the scene or maybe Maxwell. I can't remember. But uh, it's after a guy named Eisenhower, not the Eisenhower. Um, but you have important things in your day and you have urgent things in your day. And if something is urgent obviously we feel pressure to do it but if it's important and it's urgent that's like what if you hear like the big three what's your big three today that's yeah. that's largely where a lot of people start is right here if there's things that have to have a time limit but are really important to keep doing and it's urgent you want to do that first right if you have things that are important but you don't have to get them done today that's where time blocking becomes so valuable because mm -hmm. you can schedule it and you go my my project for this month is this <clears throat> and there's these three milestones I need to hit, which means in the next week, I need to do this work to, to hit this milestone. All right, I'm going to drop those activities into my calendar, schedule it. It's important it gets done. Okay. And then if it's urgent, but not important, this is where delegation becomes really powerful, right? Because it's, that's why you hire uh, employees. That's why you, VAs are very helpful. That's why customer service exists. Those are things that are or not necessarily I need to do this to grow the business today, but they're urgent. People need your attention, right? Mm -hmm. And then lastly, you have urgent, not urgent, not important. That's that section I was just talking to you about. There's we we wrongly categorize. Yeah. Don't that. do. That's on the don't do list. That's the don't <laughs> list. The, the don't list. Yep. Like um, check your social media more than twice a day. Like that's a to don't list for me. I schedule my social media engagement. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, that takes us to one of your greatest campaigns <laughs> in my mind. Mm. Um, and for those of you out there in the audience, like, I don't know if you know this, but Jake is one of the founders of the hashtag 10 tips, 10 days framework. And I know when you guys launched that, your, your, your feed just blew up, right? Exploded. <laughs> Um, but I, I want you to tell people about this content creation framework because I think it's one of the most brilliant frameworks on LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so one of the big things that um, I was using, and I, I wish I could attribute it, but there's there's a, a framework in content, um, the sales line, that's his name, Marcus Sheridan. He's one of the guys that made this really popular, um, was that... If you know, you, you know, FAQs, right? Lots of people know that FAQs are a nice thing to have on your website, helps people with objections. But when you dig underneath it, there's there's something that people are trying to figure out. You know, there's, they're trying to figure out how um, they can fix a problem and do business with you. And so we came up, I, I kind of took that concept and over to a, a group, Bobby Umar, Kira Day, um, Lila Smith and myself. And we just kind of brain storm this thing and what's something that we could do to help people get content out that will help them get clients and help them um know like what are you known for what, what, what do you do how, how do you help people and, and why should people do business with you so we came up with this concept called 10 tips 10 days uh it's the hashtag with the number 10 tips and the number 10 days 10 tips 10 days and yep there it is in the comments already she's a superstar um but what you what you do is in 10 different videos give 10 tips that can help your client or your customer. And that would allow you to, to get out and get really great content on social media. Yeah. They become assets for you. Each video is an asset to answer a question that your clients are normally asking or customers are asking. So you can share it, 
You can uh, put it in comments. You can make it into a blog. You can repurpose it so many ways. Um, and it basically builds you a library of, of questions that your, your clients are asking. And then guess what? It blew up on social media. Yeah. It was like the third biggest hashtag on LinkedIn in 2018. It launched careers. <laughs> it, 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 was it launched businesses. And, yes. and so you also got a wave of lots of people saw your, your content because there's a massive thing. And here's a crazy thing. It, we do it once a year now. Uh, we just kind of do a, a relaunch and it goes all year long. There are people, if you go look up the hashtag on LinkedIn, hashtag, you know, 10 tips, 10 days, there are still people who probably posted in the last week around it. So I just go Twitter. But yeah. it's, it, 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 it ended up being the right message at the right time to the right audience. Even for me, like as a content coach, I, I tell people when they're stuck or when we've kind of rode out a certain campaign to to then do hashtag 10 tips, 10 days. Yeah, right? Right. And, and I think the beauty of it is it's not just a tactic, right? So, so not only are you posting and you're sharing your tips and there's a reason why you chose those 10, right? Because it's typically because probably the things that people most ask you about, right. right? And that you're seen as the expert and the leader in that field. But at the same time, the, the fact that all of you, the four of you, so I put the names out there, Bobby Umar, Lila Smith, Kira Day, Jake Jordan. For those of you that don't know these people, make sure you connect with all four of them. They're amazing, amazing influencers on LinkedIn. And um, because as part of the campaign, you're also tagging these four people. Yeah. So we saw all of it. <laughs> and that's how you had to schedule engagement yeah. time, right? That, that's where it really started for me because I, I would get, you know, 700, 800, 1,000 notifications a day of people putting up and commenting on, on these posts. And so it was, it was a good thing because it forced me into a system. <laughs> but also built your network. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? It was your community. Mm -hmm. like, and there's something about people that will just jump on and tackle that, right? Because then you're also, I think, getting people that um, are not afraid to hold back, that are willing to jump in and take a risk. And I learned all kinds of cool things. Like I oh, met yeah. Roger Wakefield, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who did 10 Tips 10 Days about plumbing. Okay, guys, <laughs> he's a plumber and he did 10 Tips 10 Days of uh, plumbing advice. He blew up. Who doesn't have a toilet? That's right. <laughs> Nobody. That's right. Everybody has a toilet. Yeah, that dude ended up on stage in California talking about plumbing because of that. <laughs> he blew up. All right. So for those of you out there, make sure if you want to start something, um, a content framework or a content project or a series, um, Right? Wouldn't you say, Jake? Hashtag yeah. 10 tips, 10 days. I think it's so super simple because just go talk about what you know one video at a time. You know, go give 10 tips. That's it. And then make sure to call people to action, though. Make sure to, to let them know where you can find them and how they can do business with you because you're trying to get, you're trying to get you know, people yeah. to recognize you and come see you, your website. <laughs> Jason. Jason Hoffer's like, just notice on the scrolling, it's the Jake. And that's true. He is the Jake. Uh, <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> I'm having a typo day, aren't I? Thank oh, yeah. you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so, Jake. <laughs> I see it scrolling now. Um, you know, as I, I mean, time always flies yep. when, when we're having a great time. And, and I, I could talk to you all day. Um, <laughs> Actually, just an ad hoc question, right? Huh? For those people out there, what what are you reading right now? Because you always read the most fascinating books. Um, what are what are some books you're reading right now? I've got two. Let me grab them. One second, right here. Please. And thank you for all of you coming in. Let us know if there's any final questions that you have for uh, Jake as we wrap up. So here's the first one. How to Write Copy That Sales by Ray Edwards. Um, I read lots and lots of, about writing and copywriting these days um, because I do a lot of it <laughs> right now. And it's, to me, uh, somebody said this 12 years ago to me, I think. Um, if you can pick up one skill that would grow you the most, copywriting is the one. Because when you know, learn how to convey a message in a really compelling way, that helps you in so many areas of your life.
life. So I'm always continually educating myself on, on how to write or, or convey a message. And then the other one, this comes from, um, it's called Setting the Table, The Transforming Power of Hospitality and Business. And this guy is a restaurant chain owner. Um, he's, I guess when the book was written, he was one of the most like kind of innovative restaurateurs, but it's how to make hospitality a bigger part of your business. Um, and he's got like Tom Brokaw, Steve Forbes, James Carville, you know, big, big names on the back of people who are his endorsers. Mm. So, and I got that. Uh, gosh, I'm blanking. Who I got that from, I hate it when I do that. I want to give him credit, but anyway, that's the two I'm reading right now. Awesome. Carrie had a question and I think this is with regards to 10 tips, 10 days. Does it have to be video or can it be a written post? Um, we prefer you do video and, and Fanny can talk to you for days on why video is the choice, right? Um, if, if you need the encouragement to get on video, just go to one of Brian Schulman's shows, go to uh, What's Up Wednesday or Shout Out Saturday and just suck off the energy of that dude. And he will encourage- Brian Schulman, yes. Oh my yes. God. He will, just today, he was on StreamYard as a, uh, a platform speaker for StreamYard's first ever um, event online. Oh, were you on that summit? Success I summit? Was. So I was, was I. Awesome. <laughs> but today he talked about getting on video and I was so inspired and I don't even care. I'm not, you know, it doesn't scare me at all. And I was still inspired by Brian going, yes, I can do it. So um, I encourage you to just put your hair up, brush your teeth and go at it. Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> go Carrie. Carrie's. Right. You got this. I, I sent her a, a book last week and um, Carrie, we're rooting for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're rooting for you. Um, so I want to tell people before we wrap up, like how they can connect with you. And I want people to know about your accountability groups. So please talk about that. But you can find me at impactoverattention.com. Uh, that's my website. It's also where you can go find out about my accountability group. It's pay what you want. So I do that because I want people to invest in themselves, uh, but I don't want to put any barriers up. So I have literally had people pay me a dollar up to $300 in a month just because they, they wanted to invest in themselves that way. So you go to impactoverattention.com. There's a button right in the header that says join a group um, or forward slash 30 days apply, but just go to the homepage and click the button. It's the easiest. And here's what, what you get there. Okay. It's a 30 day challenge. We're going to pick one goal together and we're going to touch home base every day. You're just going to log in and you're going to tap and say, Hey, I'm here. I'm working. And then you have access to the whole group because one the, the thing I believe, and we talked about this earlier is consistency is so key. And if you show up every day for 30 days, even if it's for 60 seconds, just to say hi, you will get more done than you have in the last six months. Yeah. So join me. Yeah. I, and I'm, I, I'll probably join again. I mean, this would be sure. like the third time I've joined because, you know, it, it never ends. Right. For me, I feel like, because I'll always have a new project. I'll always have a new program or a series that I want to work on. And, uh, and it's always more fun doing it with other people and with you kind of guiding and facilitating, like it just makes sense. And for all of you out there in the audience, like you got a great feel for Jake today. Like he's just, he just has all kinds of tips and tricks and advice and insights. And, and so now you're getting all that plus you get to take action, yes. right? It's yes. advice is nothing without action. Right. And so now we get to put it into action in a group with like minded people and it's pay what you want. Like you can't get what you know, you can't get better than that. Yeah. Um, you know, I still believe in paying for everything and um, I think definitely pay something. Um, and, and I did with you. And at the same time, you get a group that you're accountable for and then you get to work on whatever initiative that you that is most important to you for that month. Um, yeah. When does it launch, Jake? So it starts Monday, uh, April 19th. Uh, but here's the good thing is you can join whatever day you want because the 30 day starts when you show up mm -hmm. because you get an email every day from me that just says, hey, here's something to think about today. Um, and there will people will be continually onboarding, but we're always just being accountable every day. So it really doesn't matter when you come in or if you come in two weeks late or a month late, there'll be people there being accountable. Absolutely. So those of you out there, join us. 
We're going to do this and uh, you won't regret it. You won't regret it. Um, so Jake, real quick, as we wrap up, quick tip for the heart. When we're, yeah. when we're having a low moment, what would you say? Yeah. So I, I would say that get, give yourself a break, you know, during the last year to 15 months, um, as someone who really values accountability, that can seem harsh at times, but, but real accountability is just people that care for you and want you to succeed. So give yourself a break. And when you don't hit something today that you wanted to hit, know that the amazing thing about being a human is you get to choose to get up and try again. And that's the, the definition of success really to me is I can get up again and I can try again. Tomorrow is always a fresh new day. That's right. We get to reset every day. Yes. Okay. So please hold Jake while I just announce upcoming events and then we'll close out together. And uh, so for those of you out there that are technology geeks at heart, uh, I know I am. Please join me at the Association of Business Technology Professionals. That is going to be Tuesday, April 27th at 6 p.m. We have a wonderful speaker, John Ballas, CEO and founder of Lean Your Way. And we're going to talk all about lean processes and manufacturing. So join us. You can register at abtpdfw.org. And um, you can register there and we'll either you can either do it in person. We're going to meet at Las Colinas Country Club or you can watch my live feed and watch online. So we have choices for everyone. But if you can join us in person, it's so nice to to see people face to face again with masks, of course. And then as far as my next guest in two weeks, please join me as I have a wonderful deep chat about marketing trends for 2021 with Tracy Southers Parker. She is a former client as well as a wonderful friend. She's so influential in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and uh, she will help you with your newsletters and marketing campaigns and, and marketing strategies for 2021. So make sure you join me with her on Thursday, April 29th at 4 Central. And so as we close out, Jake, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your expertise. You're on mute, by the way. <laughs> uh, thank you for your expertise. And uh, as always, it, it's such a pleasure talking to you. So Thanks, thank you. It, it's easy to say yes to Fanny. So <laughs> thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. And for all of you out there, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the gift of your precious time. Make sure you continue to shine your light, share your message, share your voice, and hopefully you'll do it through video. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful week.